everyone, and welcome to the Como Factor podcast. I'm Sonal Trevetti. And I'm Christine Strobush. Change is hard. Transformative change can feel overwhelming and out of reach. When you use the Como Factor as your guide, you will discover that you can accomplish more than you ever thought possible. Join us on this journey as we discuss real-life personal and professional transformation stories to inspire you to take action and achieve true transformation with sustainable results. In our last episode, (laughs) okay, okay, I'm getting serious now. I'm being, I'm being. All right, girl, come on. In our last episode, you learned about the layoff where Sonal and I got the news. Today, we're going to pick up where we left off. We promised each other that we would give ourselves the weekend to process the news of our layoff. And come Monday, we would hit the ground running and figure out what was next for our new business. But you can imagine that things were a little chaotic at this point. Sonal, Have you ever had a time where you felt that there was just total chaos? Indeed, Christine. I'm not sure if you've been in a car accident, but for me, it was very much like that experience when I got in a horrible car crash. For anyone that's been in an automobile accident, getting in one is a terrible experience and it doesn't matter whose fault it is. Before you find clarity, there's usually a flood of emotions, often chaos, and maybe some confusion about what just happened. Imagine this, that you unexpectedly get hit. At first, you're totally flustered and in shock. It's as if you can't grasp what just happened. You may come to the realization that the car bags have inflated all around you. And your next thought is, am I injured? Is there anyone else that's injured in the other car or were there cars? You start to panic and wonder if you can move your limbs. All within seconds, these thoughts are running in your head like wildfire. In my case, when I got in a horrific accident a couple of years ago, my very first reaction that I can recall was just being scared to death. And I started crying when I realized that I was hit. I then knew I needed a call for help and I needed to find my phone. I ended up finally locating it and dialed 911. As I waited for someone to come help, it dawned on me what has just happened. I really couldn't get out of the car because the driver's side door was smashed in and there was glass shattered all around me. I couldn't see him, but heard a man's voice asking if I was okay and letting me know that help was on its way. A short while later, there was help and I was on my way to the emergency room. Once at the hospital, they did a series of tests on me, including an MRI, and eventually they discharged me later in the day. As I looked back a few days later, I remember that despite the chaos, thankfully, I was able to find clarity quickly through a couple of key steps. First, I had done a quick scan to see if there were any obvious injuries on myself. Then I checked my immediate surroundings and noticed the door and the airbags. I realized at that point I needed help and had immediately contacted the paramedics. 
When the officer was there, I had provided him with the information he requested. I was able to get to the hospital and get the medical attention I needed. And once discharged, I got the accident report. And when I got the accident report, I was finally able to contact my insurance agent and explain in detail what had happened. So in many ways, going through that experience of the accident was much like going from chaos to having clarity of where I was. Man, Sonal, your your story about the, about the accident is scary, but I think it's an appropriate analogy to our layoff experience. I mean, one moment you're driving down the highway in your secure job, and then out of nowhere, you're sideswiped by the global pandemic, economic uncertainty, and a reduction in force. I can imagine that many folks here can relate to this, but we, you and I, we didn't stay on the side of the road. We picked ourselves up and we found clarity. And in hindsight, as I reflect on those first few days after the layoff, I can see for me that there were three key things that helped me move away from fear, lifted my spirits and started me on the path to clarity. Now, those things, those three things for me were faith, family, and freedom. Christine, that's like a triple F right there. Yep. Sonal, there, there sure are a lot of F words in the English, uh, in the English language, but rather than focusing on the negative ones like fear, I choose to focus on the positive ones. So I want to talk a little bit about that. The first one around faith is really standing in my faith. And I've shared this in a few other episodes that I truly believe that God closed that door for me and opened the right door for my future. And for me, faith is the substance of things that are hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. While I could not yet see my future clearly, I had faith that it was going to be better than I could ever imagine. Now, during those first few days, I spent a lot of quiet time in prayer and in reflection. And I have so many fond memories of getting up in the morning and walking for hours on end around my neighborhood, just thinking and praying for God to guide my next right step. I don't know about you, but but music really touches me. And there's this song that I heard about a week before the layoff that just, I will always remember it in this season. And it's by an artist named Leanna Crawford. And the song is Truth I'm Standing On. And that song has brought me so much peace. And it reminds me that all the pain had a purpose and his plan was perfect all along. So my faith was was the first thing there for me. The next was my family, and and I held tightly onto my family. Um, Like many of you, thanks to COVID, I'd already been working from home since around mid-March at this point, so I was able to spend more time uh, with my family, but it is a completely different situation when you're home with your entire family, but without gainful employment. And if you're not careful, that thought alone can start to create a lot of fear and anxiety. But then I realized, you know, this was the first summer since 2012. I In 2012, I had my son. I was home for about 10 weeks for maternity leave. So this was the first summer that I was actually able to be home with my kids. So that was a new thing for me. 
And, and I knew no matter what, as we created this business, that I was going to create a business that allowed me to be present with my family and do things that I'd never been able to do before. So simply put for me, my family is my why. And I was very intentional about sharing this journey with them because I thought that this whole chapter, this whole season of my life of getting laid off and then moving forward and creating a business was going to be a great teaching moment for everyone, including myself. And um, when I think about family, I, I also put, you know, very close friends like you, Sonal, and, uh, and several others um, in this category of family. You know, some friends become even closer to you than your own family members. Family is not just those that are related to you by marriage or birth. The third F word in this series I put here is, is freedom. And I will tell you, words cannot do justice to the sense of complete and utter freedom that I have felt since God opened this new door for me. Inspired by my business coach, I want to share a little analogy. And this is a this is a shout out to her. Think of this beautiful bird who spent her whole life living in a large, luxurious cage. This bird had shelter, she had food, water, and even companions, but she was not free. Imagine what she feels like when the cage door is opened and she can fly high into the sky. There's no cage, there's no restraints, just an entire world to discover. That is how I feel today. Do I have fears? Of course I do. I'm human. What kind of fears? What kind of uncertainties you might ask? Well, you know, I've been the primary breadwinner of our family for many years. And with my transition now from corporate to entrepreneurial life, you know, my husband and I had to really have a hard discussion and, and really think through this. That is going to change. And that might change for a season or it might change forever. We don't know yet. But I love what I'm doing. And I'm making a difference in the world. And so I'm good. Actually, you know, I'm great. So you guys, freedom is a beautiful thing. And this, this overwhelming sense of freedom was also one of the drivers for branding our e-commerce business, Freedom Store USA, which we launched about a month after we launched the Como Group. So with everything going on in the world today, I truly believe that we should be choosing freedom over fear. Well, now that you've talked about the three F words, I think it's only appropriate that I share with our listeners what the next F word was in our journey. And that was our future. We started to look to the future to create our vision. And one of my favorite quotes um, that I'll share with everyone is by Abraham Lincoln. He said, the best way to predict the future is to create it. Both Christine and I are determined to create our future and not leave it to chance. In all honesty, developing a vision is often hard for people to do. That being said, it has to be the first step that you take in this journey. When we talk about developing our vision, essentially it's about creating an ability for ourselves to think about what our purpose and our plans are for the future with absolutely no limitations 
and thinking of what our world as entrepreneurs could look like if we were looking at it in high definition. In those first few conversations, Christine, you'll recall, following the layoff, we knew that we didn't want to be stuck in a rut. So we just decided we were going to fast forward into the future and visualize what success would look like for us. As promised partners, we agreed that our time and energy was better spent on designing the future rather than just sulking in the past. We started by asking ourselves questions like, what do we want? One thing that came up right away was both Christine and I had always dreamed of writing a book about our lessons learned on true transformation over the years. In the next few days, we discovered that we wanted to write these books, not only to share our life story, but to encourage and inspire others. We both know how truly blessed we are and have been in our lives. And so this was really one way for us to share some of those gifts of the lessons learned over the years with others in our circle. It was really our way to pay it forward and to inspire and help others that are going through this process. We made a decision that the most effective way for us to do this was through storytelling and that part of our vision would be to write a series of fictional books to share these incredible stories. Following those many conversations, Christine, do you remember that we had a whole brainstorming session at your house? It was almost a day long. How could I ever forget? Um, I think <laughs> on those couple of days, we had uh, a lot of coffee. I remember classical music for the inspiration and uh, eventually quite a few bottles of wine were consumed. <laughs> Indeed. And it made it so much more fun. We had all these flip charts and sticky notes all over your living room walls. And I remember, you know, your family coming in and wondering, you know, what these two were up to. <laughs> <laughs> and on those flip charts, you and I, we started to answer so many questions. Um, questions like, what do we want our future to look like for ourselves? We spent countless hours looking at what we were good at, what strength each of us brought to this, what we could offer to others that was unique and yet help them solve their problems in a meaningful and sustainable way. We had hours upon hours of creative ideas where, again, we allowed ourselves to dream big. We answered questions like, what was our purpose and our passion? And one thing was clear in those conversations. We both knew that we were passionate about helping others with their personal and business transformation. Equally important in this exercise, if you recall, was having absolute clarity of what we did not want. Yeah, I think this, you know, everything that you've described, Sonal, was, was key to the process, but also really thinking through those things that we did not want. I found that to be really, uh, really important. And and for me personally, it was absolutely clear that I would never, ever work for someone else again. I will serve my customers with excellence and I will partner with my partners and I will take care of my stakeholders. But I knew that I will never answer to another boss. And And I'll say another thing. After spending nearly two decades in large billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar companies, we decided that we wanted to focus on small to mid-sized businesses. You know, again, it pulls out that entrepreneurial spirit that we've got, and we recognize there is an opportunity, there is a need 
to help these entrepreneurs, these small business owners to grow their business through transformation. And you know what? We are doing just that for several small businesses today, and they are already starting to see the fruits of our labor. Christine, that is such a good reminder for our listeners, as all too often, people make the mistake of going all in until they hit a roadblock and realize they ended up exactly where they didn't want to be because they hadn't set boundaries of what they didn't want. You can imagine at the end of the brainstorming session, we had put a lot of our thoughts and ideas on paper. And as we looked around Christine's living room, it really started to feel a little overwhelming as there was just so much to think about and do. And it dawned on us that there was just the two of us. As both of us started conversing further about our vision and put in specifics of what that looked like, we realized that in this process, we were already starting to pull in so many ideas, people, and resources that we wanted to have on our journey and knew that we had left the chaos of the layoff behind and we're ready to make change happen. Yeah, and so I just think this this part is so important because yes, it was the two of us and, and I've got these very vivid memories of, of being in the living room and just having these this wall, these walls of, of all these notes and all these plans, but we recognize we have an incredible network and there are so many people out there that are going through something similar to us. And so we need to make sure as part of our business strategy that we harness that community. And that's exactly what we're doing and exactly what we intend to do as we grow and scale. A number of our friends have asked us about how we were able to launch our podcast so quickly. I'll tell you, this whole experience has been new and exciting to say the least. Above and beyond having an amazing team, we use this incredible tool called Anchor. Sonal, why don't you share a little more about Anchor with our listeners? Well, to record our podcast, The Como Factor, you guys, if you haven't already heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me tell you, first of all, it's absolutely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor even distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on platforms like Spotify, Apple, and much more. You can also make a few extra bucks from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one easy to access place. Following all that, there were many, many calls over the next few days, and we were incredibly energized by the vision that we created for ourselves and the fact that we knew together we were going to create an incredible company that took all these elements of our vision to bring it into reality. Christine, at this point, which was a turning point, right, in our journey, um, why don't we rewind the clock just a little bit and look at what your inspiration was for wanting to be an entrepreneur? Sure, I'd be, I'd be happy to share that. So as far back as I can remember, I knew that I wanted to have my own business one day. So those of you that knew me very early on, you, you'll remember me saying this. And, you know, as I look back, I'm like, the main reason I didn't start my business much earlier in life was because I hadn't figured out what that product or service for my business would be. 
And um, in retrospect, I realize now I had a limiting belief that I needed to invent some kind of new gadget, have some great invention to be able to start a business. And clearly that was flawed logic. But there was a light bulb moment that I experienced when I was 24 years old. Um, I had been in my first company. I'd been there for about two years. And if I'm really honest, I had started to get a bit bored. Um, so I was considering a move to another company. And when I shared this with my manager, they wanted to keep me so badly that they looked around the organization and came back and offered me five different jobs to stay. And I weighed the pros and cons of each of those and selected um, my dream job, if you will, at the time that was centered on business intelligence. And it was a it was an emerging area at that time. And when I met with the CIO about this job, he wished me luck and said, go grow your business. And that man empowered me to be an entrepreneur within the corporation. And I thrived. I think today we call it an intrapreneur. I think that's what I was. And I've always kept that entrepreneurial mindset since that time, making sure that my team and I, we focus on providing a delightful customer experience and trusting partnerships with our suppliers. And so through the years, I gained tremendous experience with business transformation. And again, when we say that, it's transformation of people, culture, process, and technology. And I did that for more than 20 years. And it's so exciting as I now get to get to see this vision come alive and we've launched this business that is going to help individuals and businesses around the world to grow through transformation, even during these uncertain times. Thank you for sharing that, Christine. And we are in uncertain times today, and we recognize that many of you, our listeners, are going through these turbulent times, and we want you to know that you're not alone. So in conclusion, we've shared today with you our experience of moving from chaos to clarity after layoff, and we hope that you found these tips and tricks helpful. With all the change happening in the world today, like juggling family, career, the political landscape, social obligations, COVID, and the list goes on, are you feeling a bit overwhelmed? On our next episode in this podcast series, we'll tell you about how we navigated from being overwhelmed to taking ownership of our future. Thank you for listening to The Como Factor. If you've enjoyed listening to us today, please do give us a review on your favorite podcast platform. A shout out to Kim C for taking the time to provide a wonderful review on Apple for us. Girl, you've got the Como Factor. 